Hi, I'm Brent Love, and this is HopeWorks, a podcast by Hope Surrogacy. In each episode of HopeWorks, we'll be talking with a surrogate as she shares her journey through inspiration, meeting her intended parents, pregnancy, and birth. Today, I'm talking with Crystal. When Crystal and I first sat down, I had just joined the team at Hope Surrogacy, and I didn't know that a few days before we met, Crystal had said goodbye to the French couple whose babies she had delivered nearly two months before that. We talked in the apartment above Hope's offices in Madison. It's the same apartment where just days before the French parents were staying with their brand new twin girls. The dads had taped paper over the air conditioning vents to protect their newborns from the draft. The paper was still there and their Bialetti espresso maker was still on the stove and you could feel the fact that they had just left. The delivery journey started early for Crystal, and because the girls were born prematurely, they were in the NICU for a while before they made it to the apartment. Their stay in the NICU was emotional, but Crystal also found beauty in those very difficult days. And when Crystal walked into the apartment to meet me for our conversation, by the time we made it to the living room, she was already crying. This is the same apartment where my husband and I stayed after our daughter was born last fall. So when Crystal started crying, I started crying. I'm about to cry now. And we had just hugged each other for a while. Thank God her mom was there too, because it made us all feel a little bit better to have a mom in the room um, who could take care of us. And we just swam through those memories together that we had from this place. Before we start on the conversation with Crystal, there's a little reminder for new listeners. We'll use some language that's very specific to the story. IPs refers to intended parents, and we talk about that amazing couple a lot. NICU refers to the neonatal intensive care unit at the hospital where the twins were born. There are other terms that we use, and if you have any questions at all, just come find us on Facebook or Instagram and chat with us there. We'll be happy to answer whatever questions you have. When Crystal and I finally sat down, we were pretty vulnerable and our eyes were pretty red from crying. But I am so, so grateful that Crystal shared her incredible story. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you? Good. I hope it's okay. I took my shoes off. I'm getting really cozy in here. Um, But I'm very excited to talk about your journey. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, we've already established that we're both saps. So if anyone's listening, you should be ready to like hear some tears and maybe by saying this, we can like keep it together and we'll like preempt to the tears and actually be able to complete sentences. Grab your Kleenexes. (laughs) Um, okay. So can we start at the beginning? Where in the world did you hear about surrogacy? How did this come into your imagination? My sister-in-law was actually a surrogate. She was a surrogate for a Spanish couple, and she had twins. So the moment that she was going through the journey, I was inspired and intrigued by her journey. So I thought about the process for about 6 to 12 months and went for it. Was she pregnant during the time you were thinking about it? Or had she already delivered the babies? And She was pregnant. And when did she deliver? She delivered two years ago this summer. So I started thinking about this process 
just about two and a half years ago. Wow. Can I ask like what you saw in her that made you feel like this will be something that I want to do? Like what was she going through that you saw and thought that's for me, I think. Just the excitement and the emotion that she had and that she described to me about the parents and how amazed and excited and happy they were about the whole process and just just the entire journey they were they were all so happy about everything are you pretty close with your siblings and and their spouses and yes yep it's crazy because her name is Casey and we are a day apart my birthday is actually today and hers is tomorrow Oh, uh, wait. Oh, your birthday's today? Yes. Happy birthday. Thanks. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I had no idea. Yeah. I feel like I should have a gift for you. I'll have no. us like bottles of water. <laughs> um, well, thanks for giving me a gift then on your birthday yes. by being here. Yes. Um, okay, so you're quite close with them. Uh, you got to see your whole surrogacy process. What were you doing at the time? Like, um, I guess, what do you do for work? What were you doing for work then? What was your life like then? I just was a full-time mom, a full-time job about 15 miles from home. I was in payroll auditing at the time, just living a normal chaotic life with two older kids and lots of events going on. And How old are your kids? They are seven and almost six. What did they think of their aunt carrying someone else's baby? I mean, that was, you know two and a half or so years ago. So they didn't quite understand the full concept then because they were quite a bit younger. But um, I mean, they seemed very supportive and non-judgmental, and you had to explain things a little bit, but just kind of going good. with the flow of what the Absolutely. family was, whatever yep. the family was saying, they were kind of cool with it. Yes. So you're a mom, you're working a full-time job. You have this busy family you decided to do surrogacy. What did you do next? Did you, did you, I mean, you must've asked her a lot of questions. Yes. She was a surrogate and working through a clinic in Chicago, Illinois. So I asked questions about that clinic and at that time they were about to close. So I literally then just Googled it. I think, I don't remember if I called or if I emailed them, I don't recall, but Madison was the closest one for me. And you're, Close. How far away do you live from Madison? About an hour 20. An hour 20. So you Googled it. Were you surprised to see that it was in Wisconsin? Well, to backtrack a little bit, my coworker at that time um, is actually a sister-in-law to Leanne. So ah. I was familiar with one being in Madison and then Leanne working for them. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that was a year and a half ago when you first decided to get in touch with an agency? December of 15. Wow. So two and a half almost. Can you tell me what it was like to meet the women that you end up working with to find a match with intended parents, Mary and Leanne? What was it like to meet them and have those first initial meetings? It was wonderful. They were so, they were like family from the start. I mean, they were so opening and they they didn't treat you like a stranger or just a nobody. I mean, they were so inviting to you and just loving, great people. And you just knew from the start that they were going to be a part of your life forever. Are you thinking back to that? Do you remember the things that you were nervous about? Like that, you because know, it's a big, mysterious process. Like, what were some of the things at that time that you were kind of like scared of or, or nervous about? 
I was nervous about the time frame. I didn't know if it would be months, years. I didn't know if I would ever be matched. I didn't know if I would pass the psychiatric part of things. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of things that you have to go to get to the end. And they map, I'm, I'm sure Mary and, and Leanne and, and the team like talked with you about what that process would roll out. Yes. Like, um, words like psychiatric evaluation. I remember those words. It was like, what I, pa- I panicked. You uh-huh. know? Like, what, who, what are they going to poke and prod me? And, and it wasn't like poking and prodding, you know, we have to do the blood work and we have to do yes. all these tests. Yep. Um, there are a lot. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't just a few questions. It was several hours of very tough emotional questions, but it's definitely something that everyone needs to go through to make sure that they're prepared for the journey and getting matched with the right IPs and the right surrogate. So, you're are you married? Yes. I I thought I I had read that, um, but you never know. What was it? Can I ask what it was like to talk to your husband? Yes. About he he was just very confused in the beginning. I think he is like everyone else. He doesn't quite understand what surrogacy is and what it involves. He thought that it was our egg, our sperm. It would be our child that we're giving up. I mean, he just, until he understood the whole process and knew what surrogacy was, he was just very taken back. Um, even in the very beginning, he, his biggest thing was my health. He just wanted to make sure that I was okay and that if anything were to happen to me that, you know, my, my health and safety were number one, but otherwise he was extremely supportive. So you contact Mary and Leanne and you start to talk with them about the process. You go in with your husband and, and have this meeting. What happened next for you? Now it was just a waiting game. It was, Crystal, we have all of your information. Now we just need to match you with the perfect people. So it was just just a waiting game to get the phone call from them saying, we found someone. Do you remember the phone call? Do you I, remember getting like the information? I do, yes. I think, I don't remember the exact time frame, but I think it was about three or so months that it took to get matched. Do you remember what you thought of right away when you saw photos and cause you get this packet, right? We got a packet for our surrogate. You get this packet of like who they are and their answers to these questions and the photos of them and their family. Um, do you remember seeing that? Yes. I was so excited. My couple, they were so cute and they are such great professional men and I was just so excited to meet them and so happy that I was matched with perfect people. Do you um, remember what it felt like to kind of get prepped for the match meeting and like kind of going up to that? So for people who don't know, you go through this process, right? And um, there's all of these meetings that you have and then you get on the list and you're waiting to be matched and then there's this match meeting and it's the first time that you actually get to meet these people yes that you might help to create their family yes do you remember going up to to this match meeting and how you felt and and what uh, that match meeting was like i was so nervous i was nervous that they might not like me and that we might not continue on i was nervous that 
I would say something silly and I was just really nervous. I mean, it's <laughs> complete strangers that you're going to go through this huge, amazing, amazing journey together. And I mean, this, this match meeting kind of was the start of everything. So just a lot of nerves and emotions. And you knew then that your intended parents were going to be far away. They're in France. Yes. Yes. How did it work? How did it go? It obviously went great because here we are. We, <laughs> we were matched and we have two beautiful girls. So everything, everything went great. Um, did you expect to be matched with someone who didn't live in the U.S.? I knew that it was very likely, but I didn't know for sure. What were the qualities that you were looking for? I did want a gay male couple. That was that was something that I was really looking forward to. I I did say that I wanted twins. That twins was kind of something cool that I wanted to experience. I wanted twins my whole life with my own, but after having my own, that was not going to happen. So basically, that means you got matched with a gay couple and they were looking for twins. Yes. Fast forward, you've had the twins. Yes. How old are they? They are two and a half months. Can we talk about kind of leading up to the delivery? Because for, you know, I'm, I'm an intended parent and I came to Madison um, for our delivery, but I know that the process is a lot different for couples that are coming from overseas. Mm -hmm. So did they come a lot earlier or how did you plan for delivering a baby and flights and their stay and all of that? Like, how did that all work out? The girls decided they wanted to make their big arrival early. So the girls came about eight and a half weeks early. So I was very lucky that one of the IPs was able to come back. The other IP already has a daughter who's 14, so already experienced labor and the whole thing. So he knew that it was very important to the other one to go through it since it was his first time. So. Thankfully, the other one was able to make it back two days prior to the girls coming. So he was here for the entire labor and delivery and was able to record it and show the other IP the entire experience. And yeah, he was he barely made it, though, because he was here in Madison, but he left the hospital to go back to the hotel to grab clothes for that evening while I was in labor thinking that we had plenty of time. Well, after he went to the hotel, my water broke and I said, you need to hurry back here because they are going to come fast. So he, he was here, but he almost wasn't here because he was at his hotel. So he <laughs> oh, no. literally ran from the parking garage up to the room. And the second he got into the labor and delivery room, they told me to start pushing. So he, he was here, but he almost wasn't here for that reason. They came super fast. So you said they came early. How did you know for him to fly those two days before the delivery? Or was he already planning to get here at that time? I was dilated to three centimeters about six weeks or so prior to that. So I was put on house rest. And then after that, um, about three to four weeks later, I was dilated now to four. So I was put in the hospital. And then within about four or five days of being in the hospital, I was starting to have contractions and had a scare. So once that first scare came, they knew that 
it was probably going to happen sooner rather than later. So after the first scare, he was able to fly in three or four days after. And then the girls arrived two days after he got here. That's really lucky that he made it at all. I know. That was my biggest worry is that he wasn't going to be able to experience the whole thing. And I knew it was so important to him because he said in the very beginning that he will be here whether he has to swim across the ocean or not. That's so precious. I know. Um, Was it always a plan that one of them would stay back in France with the older daughter and then... Or, or, or had they originally planned to come together? The original plan was for both of them to come together. I was originally supposed to be induced at 38 weeks, and then they were going to come a week or two prior to that. But with them coming so early and things kind of happening last minute, they both weren't able to come back. So, Did they both make it here later? Yes. The other one was able to make it back about five days after the delivery. So he so had to that's go five close. days. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if only five days later. I know. Been here. Yeah. Um, but he made it. Yes. Were you still in the hospital then? No, I was discharged. Okay. Um, and the and the babies were here in the apartment where we're sitting. Yes. <laughs> At that time, though, they um, unfortunately were in the NICU for about six weeks. So. So for people who don't know. Hope surrogacy is here, and so they have this apartment upstairs where people like me and my husband came and stayed with our baby, but other intended parents um, have stayed, yes. like like your IPs. Yep. So they were here um, with the twin girls for about uh, two weeks after they were discharged from the hospital. And were they waiting for their court date then, or is, how nope, did that we work? We actually went to court while the girls were still in the hospital. They stayed in the States for about two weeks after they were born just to make sure that the girls were um, okay and healthy before they flew. Plus they had a final post appointment, a doctor appointment to go to afterwards. So um, they just wanted to make sure that the girls were okay. Because they were born so early. Yes. Yeah. And did you say that they were in the NICU? Yes. So that's, I mean, that's scary, right? Yes, very scary. But they were both pretty healthy when they were delivered. They were bigger than I thought they would be with being eight and a half weeks early. Um, but yeah, just because they haven't they haven't grown and met those big milestones. So it wasn't that there was you know um, an unexpected complication other than the early delivery. It was just that they were early. Correct. Yes, there were certain milestones that they had to hit before they were able to be released from the hospital. Uh, I'm like really curious about the delivery if we can talk about it because yeah. uh, we had our own experience, but what, um, you have the dad there. Yes. Um, who else was there with you? My husband wasn't even there yet. He with having an hour 20 commute and the girls coming so fast. He was not even close to being to the hospital yet. So it was literally, the IP, myself, and all of the medical staff. Were you prepared for that? Because that's like that's a lot to go through. I was just very grateful that the IP was there because, I mean, it it was his children. It it was his experience to go through. So I was more so grateful that he was there. Not that I wouldn't have wanted my husband there, but I was more grateful and happy that he was able to experience and see everything for himself. 
did he like hold your hand and do, I mean like do the Lamaze breathing and like that kind of stuff with you? I have very good, easy deliveries. So literally between my water breaking and them coming, it was 20 minutes. I maybe pushed twice. So he was um, recording the whole thing for his husband to see. Are you getting a ping? Oh yeah. Sorry, but not them. (laughs) a happy birthday text from someone but yeah so he he was next and kind of behind me a little bit because he didn't want to kind of over invade my privacy a little bit but so he was there with you i mean he barely made it back in those 20 minutes was he even there for the first push he was (laughs) he literally got scrubbed in walked into the room and they told me to start pushing like it was a matter of seconds yes oh my gosh yes Um, when did you know that they were going to be headed to the NICU? I assumed just because of how early they came that they were going to go to the NICU. Um, I was more concerned about, um, twin B or the second twin because she was delivered breached. She, um, was head down in the very end, but once the first twin came out, she decided to flip. So they had to deliver her breached and she wasn't crying when she came out. So that, that very much scared me because I know that you clearly want them to cry and make sound when they came out. And also the doctors that delivered said, we are going to take her off right away. So I knew at that moment that something wasn't right. So I, I was very worried about twin B, but I expected with them being so early and twins that they would have to be in the NICU no matter what. I mean, People talk about deliveries and you see deliveries, you know, like on TV and they're all different. Kind of. For this delivery with the dad there and you're there, um, do you remember what it felt like to be done when the babies were out and they were and you had just done it? You had just delivered the babies for this family. Do you remember that feeling or like what you were feeling in that moment? I was very emotional. I just very emotional because they came so early. I wasn't prepared for them being so early. I wasn't prepared for what just happened. I mean, at that point I delivered with a doctor I didn't know at a clinic that I didn't know. Everything was very foreign and unprepared for me. So just a lot of emotion in that moment. I guess I was glad that they were okay and out and that the IP was able to experience the whole thing. But just a lot of emotions and a strong a strong connection at that point. Did you stay in the hospital then after um, with the dad and the kids? Like, how did that work out? Were you in the room with the babies? I was sent to the recovery room, which I had to be in there for about two hours after the delivery. But the second that I was able to get out of there... The um, staff was able to take me down to the NICU and see the girls. So I spent some time with them. And it was later in the evening at that point. So at that point, I just wanted to go to my room and kind of get some sleep. But the next day, the dad and I, you know, spent a lot of time in the NICU. And we had our hospital dinner that evening and we toasted to the girls and it was, it was great. I was discharged two days after the girls were born. Uh, How long did the girls stay 
in the hospital. They were there six weeks. Wow. Yes. Very hard. Wow. Six weeks. Yes. What, what, what did you do in that time as the surrogate? Because you know, these dads are still there and the babies are still there. You're at home. It was very hard for me to leave the hospital. I, I could have been discharged a day after they were born, but I chose to stay that extra day just to, to be with them and to be with the dad because I didn't want him to be overwhelmed and by himself. Sorry. It's okay. You're going to make me cry too. (laughs) But I did choose to. Sorry. I chose to pump for them because I knew that it was best for them and for me. So I was able to do that and I chose then to come visit them at the hospital two to three days a week to to see them and deliver my milk and see their progression and how they were doing. It was very important for me to, to see them and see them progress. And it was in that, like that protective motherly mode kind of kicked in for me. So did it, you talked about the motherly mode. It sounds like that was for the guys. Like you're there, like trying to support them and like to take care of them. I think both, you know, this, this whole journey, it was a pretty long journey. I mean, we've, we've come so close and at that point it was, it was, you know, us, us three. And now you add two beautiful twins. So now it's like, there's, there's five of us in this, in this project or journey. So. And in that moment, five of you trying to get through. Yes. Six weeks of a very hard time for these two new people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will say though, as, as crazy as it sounds, most people would want them to, you know, be out of the hospital and for time to fly. But the intended parents were so, so grateful for the amazing hospital and the staff and the care that the girls received. So they they wanted them to stay in there as long as they could for, for their safety and health. And they're, I mean, they're almost first time dads, you know, the one was a first time dad. So they appreciated all of the training and the teaching that they received in that time frame. Do you remember what it was like the, the first couple nights with dad number one and he's there, he's like learning things for the first time. Do you remember seeing him go through that process? He was very nervous, but he almost had this motherly instinct. Like things just came so naturally to him. He was so cute. He just, he was so delicate with them and just in awe. And you could just see the love that he had for them. And it just, it broke my heart to see how his life changed. Could you get a sense of that? Like, because you knew him before. Yeah. He was a father. And then here are these first days and now he's a father. Could you see the difference? Oh, absolutely. I knew the moment that he told me that he would swim across the ocean to be here for their delivery, that he was going to be an exceptional father and be so happy and blessed. And I do remember him after they were born saying that, you know, I don't remember my life now before like what 
what I would have done or what I did with my time before the girls. And then dad number two came. What was it like to see them together then? It was great. I remember when dad number two, when I saw him for the first time, he gave me the biggest hug and just kept saying, thank you. Thank you so much. But they, they were both just madly in love and so grateful for, for them, for me, for, for their health, for the hospital, just everything. What do you think that you learned during that time that you wouldn't have learned in another way if it had happened according to plan? In the beginning, I, the hardest thing for me was I blamed myself. I, I blamed myself for the girls coming so early. So it was hard to get past that point, but looking back now, I'm really grateful because that was an extra 60 weeks that I got to spend with the girls and that I got to know them and the guys and that the guys got the training and the necessities that they needed and wanted for the girls. So I was just as much as I blamed myself in the beginning, it was very hard. I was so grateful that I got to stay with them for that eight more weeks and get to know them and cuddle them and love on them. So I'm glad that I got the eight weeks with them compared to maybe the three to five days. So How long ago did they go home? They went home two weeks ago. So you're barely through this story at all. I know. So, but like in those first days after the delivery mm-hmm. and you've kind of coming to terms with this is how it happened. It wasn't how I planned it. Mm-hmm. This is how it happened. When did it turn a corner for you to feel like, okay, we're going to, we're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine when they were healthy and when they were good, when they were going through all of their, their check marks at the hospital and they were gaining weight and they were getting out of the incubator and off the oxygen, when they were getting healthy and they were progressing, that's when I was okay and knew that everything was going to be okay. And then they got to do the diapers and they got to, yes. the baby screamed and they had to get up and swaddle them or whatever yes. they did. Yep. When did you find out that it was time to leave the hospital for them? I knew the week of, um, we kind of had an idea a week or two prior because they were getting close to meeting their last milestone, which was feeding on their own. So they had to, I believe it was, feed from a bottle by their self for 48 hours. So I knew that the time was coming because they were, they were getting very, very close. And then they come to the apartment then after that? Yes. Yep. And they just stayed just to get into a rhythm on yes. their own? Yes. Were you, did you come here? I did. I came to the apartment probably two times a week, Yes. I mean, you're still like, it's, it's crazy because the, 
I think most people think of surrogacy and they think, okay, it's a nine month journey. I deliver the baby. And then that's that. It's so much more. Yeah. It hasn't been that for you at all. It's like, I mean, you know, it's, it has, it did not stop after the delivery. No. And you still were visiting them multiple times a week. Yes. Um, did you get to, you know, like do some of the bottle feeding or like I did change a diaper with preemies. (laughs) It's, it's very difficult. You don't realize how, how much more attention and care that they need. And it's not just, Oh, once they're delivered from the hospital, everything's perfect and normal. I mean, they're, they're preemies until they're six to 12 months. So you have to treat them with much more care and attention than you would a normal full-term baby. So I did. I was able to change their diapers and take their temps and do normal stuff in the hospital. And in the apartment, I was able to feed them and cuddle them. And yeah, it was, it was great. I'm going to get emotional about this, but I do want to ask, like, it had to be hard after that to say goodbye, to put the kids to see them off. It was. It was a Wednesday. They had a French theme party. It was kind of a going away slash thank you party for everyone involved in the journey. So, of course, all the Hope Girls were here and myself and our families and anyone else that was, you know, really involved in the journey and supported us. So Wednesday was the last day. I did really good the whole day. And then it came to that night when I had to say goodbye. And it was very hard. But I knew that it was time. I knew they were beyond excited to go home and they needed to continue with their lives. And the girls needed to, you know, get back home as well and get into the rhythm of things and be with their family. So as an IP, I know like you dream of your baby in your house, in in your apartment or your backyard or wherever. And that's, I'm sure they were like, it's coming. Yes. Yes. But I also know how hard it is to say goodbye to your surrogate after the after the deliveries happen and it's time to go home because it's such an intense journey and it's so much about the dreams that you both have to see these children be yes and exist you go through this long journey and for those several months or years to kind of come to an end or a conclusion it's it's just surreal but that's that's obviously the the goal is to have your healthy child and to take them home and continue life and just love them. So. And now, now you talk to them on, you like waiting for a FaceTime call right now. I know. Right. (laughs) They haven't texted you yet or anything. No, nope. I mean, as a parents of few month old babies, I'm, you know, they're What is the schedule? Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I'm sure that like they'll call you, um, eventually but you talk to them pretty often yes we message each other daily i would say we are facetiming probably about once a week which we did while i was pregnant toward the very the end so yes it's great just to still talk with them and facetime and see the girls and just how everything's going 
Do you know when you'll get a chance to see them again in person? Next spring. The guys actually surprised me with a trip to come see them. So I cannot wait. They actually told me last week that they are baptizing the girls next spring. And that's when they want me to come over. They would like me to be there. So next spring, I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm like, (laughs) it'll be so great to see them. And I mean, I I imagine it's going to be years of seeing them grow up. Absolutely. I, they're family to me. I mean, we're, we're going to have that special bond or in connection our entire life. I'm, I'm absolutely sure. How do you think your perception of yourself and, and how you think about yourself has changed through being a surrogate? That's a really good, tough question. <laughs> I appreciate things a lot more and, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's kind of consumed me and it's changed everything about me, my personality, my, my looks on my future and my life. And I feel like it's made me a stronger person. I don't know. That's a hard question. You think you're stronger now? As far as having more of a backbone or maybe a say or not putting up with things or if I feel strongly about stuff, yes. Or maybe I was more hesitant on things before, but now if I, if I want something, I'm, I'm more so going for it. I don't know if that makes any sense. It totally does. I mean, surrogacy is not something everyone can do. Yeah, check your phone. I'm hearing another ding. No, sorry. No. Another happy birthday text. Yes, yes. I feel like it's like a a, a game. I should be saying happy birthday every time yeah. a, a ding comes on your phone. <laughs> um, surrogacy is a thing that you have to be pretty strong to get through yes. and to do. And it's like setting sail, you know, out into a big open ocean. And you just have to believe in your ability to navigate it. Yeah. Um, and you did. Yes. Like you did. I did. Yeah. Until you experience it and actually go through it, you you have no idea what to expect or I mean you're you could have thoughts or ideas on what the outcome is going to be and it completely surpasses that and just blows your mind. For example, I I never thought that I would be this emotional or connected to them and I obviously am, um, but I'm so grateful for it. I've met amazing people and a new family. My life's forever changed. HopeWorks is a podcast created by Hope Surrogacy. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll subscribe and join us for conversations with the amazing women we've worked with as surrogates. If you'd like to support these family building stories, please leave us a review and rating on iTunes. It really means a lot. A huge thanks to you, Crystal. I know the months leading up to our conversation were life-changing, and I'm just so grateful we all got to see how incredible they were. 
I'm sending you all the best wishes, and we all are. Wherever you are in your surrogacy journey, we know it's going to be amazing, whatever comes next. If you're listening and you're interested in finding out more about how to become a surrogate, come chat with us at hopesurrogacy.com. You can find stories on our blog and you can leave us a message on our contact page. Or come say hello on Instagram or Facebook. Just search at Hope Surrogacy. On behalf of all of us at Hope, Mary, Leanne, Amy, and myself, we can't wait to hear from you and to talk about how Hope works. <laughs>